News Now. Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now. Uh, it's just me and Kyle tonight. So, Kyle, thanks for being here. And uh, what have I missed the last couple of weeks? What did you miss, Jen and Brandy, talk about? I don't remember. That's a that's very fair. Uh, the La- last I, well, last week last week we had Dirk Manning on because I was at an uh, airport at the in Detroit. I was at a hotel at the airport in Detroit, and then the week before I don't remember because I was at a hotel <laughs> at the airport in Columbus. Yeah. So so you've been flying around. Anything fun or business or what? Work all work. Yeah. Well, and also. Hotels by the airport are cheaper than hotels not by the airport. Yeah. So, you know, like the Columbus, Ohio trip wasn't flying. The Columbus trip wasn't really flying, but it was just, gee, that's a really good price on that nice Hilton out by the airport. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm wary of airport hotels because I think about the noise. But, I mean, you can have a noisy or a quiet hotel room anywhere, right? I mean, I, I've, I've stayed at a place where I'm like, oh, this is a nice hotel. There's no way it's going to be noisy. And then you're just, it's like living in an apartment. You're like at the mercy of your neighbor. So, right. Well, I stayed at a hotel that I thought was going to be that and a really nice hotel. And the takeaway from it, and I'll never stay there again, is that uh, when I got there, their cable didn't work, their internet was down. And so I just went to bed because, you know, it's a hotel. You're not going to be there that long. Uh, I just went to bed. And then the next morning, I was awoken by the people in the room next to me having what I can only be uh, what I what can only be described as the most disappointing hotel room morning fun time I've ever heard. <laughs> it got to the point where I thought I should bang on the wall and ask him if he needed assistance. <laughs> yeah, um, some of those walls are paper thin. So, yeah. So I don't stay there anymore, but uh, this was a true by Hilton uh, near the airport two weeks ago and uh, two Mondays ago. And it was really nice. Soundproof. The hotel's only been open since August. Like, I'm relatively sure no one had ever stayed in the room I stayed in. Only because I stayed on the top floor at the end of a hall because I knew I would be streaming, you know, doing my show. And I didn't want to annoy my neighbors. And you could actively hear them working on the room next to me because it wasn't finished yet. Uh Uh-huh. Like, so you could tell that the, you know what I mean? They were just finishing up that floor. <laughs> so I'm relatively sure nobody ever stayed in that room, which was nice. Yeah. Construction at a hotel is usually not a good thing when you're staying there unless the property is way spread out. Like if they're doing, you know, work at Disney resorts and there's 18 places to stay, you're probably okay. But you probably don't want to be like at a, a roadside Holiday Inn Express when they're working on the third floor because there's nowhere else to go so it wasn't so bad like i said they worked you know they worked during off hours but you know this was literally a brand new hotel so and now so so one of those one of those stays that you you did fly right you were traveling i was supposed to oh okay (laughs) that's how Um, well no uh so i get to the airport six in the morning to get on my plane and they're going oh this is a standby ticket that's why you're able to get it so cheap great well can you get me on a flight not today okay well i need to be in <laughs> philadelphia tomorrow what can you do 
Uh, we could maybe put on a Delta flight. Okay, great. It's a two hundred and eighty dollar ticket difference. Never mind. Just refund me my money. So that's what they did. Yeah. Um, I would have hoped that customer service got better during this last year, but it's probably going to get worse because they need practice just like everyone else. Yeah, they, they were the people at the American Airlines terminal were perfectly nice. It was clearly a misunderstanding, but it's like, really? Like, you, you're not going to eat the difference on this thing because you didn't make it clear that this was a standby only ticket? Well, I also think, especially with airport travel, that they kind of gave us all a big break on, you know, extended refunds and things. But but now that's going to be over. But conversely, you could also say, well, you guys got a bunch of government bailouts, so help us out a little bit. But it, it's, that's the thing with airplane travel is like, you know, some some of these airlines, they they make it sound like a good deal, like no no flight change fees, but they're not. Yeah, no, no fee to change it, but if it happens that that flight you need to get was a $200 more ticket, they're going to charge you that, <laughs> and then most of them don't give straight-up refunds, so. Right. so it's or just, the ones where it's, yeah, no, 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 you know, your ticket's $75, but, oh, you want to carry on a bag? Well, that's another $75. Yeah. Oh, you'd like to be able to sit in your seat? Well, that's another $25. Um. <laughs> Oh, you want you want your pretzels and your bottle of water in a flight? Well, that's one hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, you know. Oh, you would like to you would like to have the flotation device in case the plane should crash. Well, that's extra. You know. Yeah, I uh, I would drive if it didn't take so much time and I didn't hate driving so much. I used to have a fear of flying. I don't really have that anymore now. I just have a fear of the you know confined space with strangers sneezing and coughing, but that's kind of going away too with the rollout yeah, of the back. <laughs> but, uh, so since you don't remember the last two weeks and I definitely don't remember the last two, all I remember about the last two weeks for me was my power went out for six hours last Sunday and they still haven't explained why. And about five days before that, I put a hole in my bathtub and they still haven't explained how that happened. And then there's been homework and sinus infections and stuff. So, what I'm going to do, if you don't mind, I'm just going to hit on a couple of things that you guys probably covered, but you can just tell me your opinion on them since well, I didn't. I uh, haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like at all? I have watched episode one. Okay. I haven't watched the Snyder Cut because screw that. Okay. I have watched the Mighty Ducks. And what was the other thing that came out? Oh, I've watched Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, I, I, I just finished that just in case i thinking miss jen was probably going to be on that that's like her thing so we can talk about that and then uh invincible did you get to watch that watched episode one haven't watched anymore okay well we can we can talk hey, about so that. here's the problem right it's like yeah the problem with traveling is is that most of these fancy hotels right have smart tvs now yeah Except they have deals with netflix and ain't none of that crap on netflix yeah so now it's like, okay, I got to try and watch it on my phone, and I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, oh, I guess I was thinking, like, you know, I know, like, the Disney parks have Disney Plus, obviously, but a lot of these places have unlocked TVs for your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick now, but I guess not all of them. 
No, most of them don't. Most of them okay. uh, anymore because they're going to the mounted on the wall TVs. Yeah, have the smart TV built in, and if you want to pay their small fee or whatever, you can you can have a sh- completely unlocked and stream anything TV, or you can just use Netflix, which is what's on the TV. Oh, I you know it's funny that you bring that up because I realized today I don't think I've watched Netflix in six weeks. I watched it yesterday. I started showing my parents The Good Place. Oh, I love The Good Place, yeah. We started The Good Place on Easter, which seemed right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, um, I, I keep Netflix around because my parents and grandparents use it a lot. I haven't used it as much. Um, but I have who I have like, I have, I think all the streaming services except for Discovery now. And Dog TV. We've talked about this. No one I know has Dog TV, so. Yeah, no. And it's never heard of Doc Chris that I can't believe that whoever did that's a genius if they're making any money off of it. Never heard of it. Oh, it's like uh eight ninety nine a month and it's to make you not feel like a bad person when you leave your dog in the house by themselves. It's literally when I say dog TV, this is not like Bounty Hunter Dog, the Bounty Hunter Television. This is like Wolf Wolf Dog TV for dogs. Eight ninety nine. Well, right, but even if you did, you wouldn't have dog TV. So, I don't know. I can't figure out who, who that was ever marketed towards. But anyway, I haven't watched Netflix for six. Even Browns fans, maybe. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they could trick them into thinking it's the uh, the dog pound TV or something. But uh, I don't know, I don't, and I don't even think they have Puppy Bowl on it. So, really, what's the point? Of that. Um, all I was going to say is this, and it's really just to set up a lame joke, so bear with me. Uh, I, I didn't plan for it to happen, but it took me seven sittings to finish the four-hour and three-minute Snyder Cut. So that's my version of Unite the Seven. And that's it. We don't have to talk about it any more than that, but it, it, lit- it took me seven times sitting down, and I just had to go, okay, I have pause now, and then come back to it a day or two later. So, yeah, it took like the full two weeks. Uh, you get yeah. three boos for that joke. Three. That's fine. I'll take it. It seems like a three-boo night, so that's fine. Um, but uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't even going to make any jokes about taking seven, seven sittings to watch a four-hour movie. That's how terrible it was. Or um, that, that Zack Snyder should really reimburse you for the time spent on your ass watching that movie. Um, no, 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 I'm not going to make any of those jokes. I am going to make a joke about, really? That's the joke you make? Yeah. Hey, I'm doing the best I can on antibiotics, okay? It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Which is probably the best way to watch it, but, you know... uh, No, the best way to watch it is on mushrooms. (laughs) Well, or uh, not. It's the only way it's going to make any sense. Look, I... I did some self-reflection, and I discovered that when people say, oh, it's better, better doesn't make something good. But anyway, so Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I'm not a kaiju person. I found out that there's these things, like, uh, that there's people that are kaiju people, and they just love kaiju. And I never knew what kaiju was until, I don't know, four or five years ago. I watched Ultraman. He was fighting kaiju all the time. 
as a kid, I loved that show. But I guess I've just never really been into King Kong or Godzilla outside of the Harryhausen, you know, stuff. Um, Godzilla, you know, I saw it, I guess, on Saturday morning TV sometimes. But are, are you a King Kong Godzilla kaiju person? No. That being said, uh, did you enjoy the movie? I give it a C minus. Okay. Uh, I will say this. The writing was awful. The storytelling was awful. Um, the giant things beating the hell out of each other were magnificent. Yeah. So, you know, that swings it in one direction. You know, that makes it, that gets you a passing grade on it just because that was great. I thought the CG was good, you know, but like the thing about it, right. And this is, this is my thing. I don't prefer King Kong or Godzilla. I'm more of a fan of things like Mothman and, you know, Cthulhu and, you know, other random mythological creatures. Um, so those two are not necessarily my cup of tea. However, they are the two most historic, you know, and most storied characters. So I respect them. But the, the, the I thought the writing was terrible. Um, I didn't think I didn't think they fully thought through their plot. I thought they just like, all right, we're gonna make a movie. Um, and having thought through their plot, they would have said, "Gee, maybe we ought to not make this movie." Um, so there's that. Um, but like I said, I thought the battle scenes were great. I thought Godzilla. Or I thought King Kong having Stormbreaker was super fun, but he kind of blow that load when the first thing he does is make a javelin spear out of a tree you know seven seconds into the film yeah oh okay he gonna make tools guys <laughs> yeah so that I mean it was great to have a movie that scale come out in light of the pandemic yeah I just wish it would have been better. I don't think people go into those movies for the writing. So, and, and I know that, that I, that's, you know, I know that we both have particular tastes and that's not to discount the fact that they shouldn't try, but um, I kind of, I knew what I was getting into. Like if I had wanted to spend two hours watching, you know, an Academy Award nominated film, I would have watched, the the sound of metal or judas and the black messiah but instead i watch you know that and uh i will say that you know what what franchise i sort of base the you mentioned giant things beating each other the the franchise i sort of base that off of is transformers like that was so bad because it was just a blend of like toasters and ipods or whatever and i can never tell who was who Whenever I can see with clarity what is punching what, I, I put it. I hold it in high regard. So in that regard, sure. I thought this was great. <laughs> sure, I mean, like I said, it's when I go into a movie, I want the graphics to be good, I want the plot to be solid, I want the writing to be good. 
you know, like, here's the thing. If you're going to spend the kind of money you spend to make that movie, it only costs a little bit more to, I don't know, hire a decent writer. <laughs> like, yeah. you spent two bajillion dollars on CGI. You could pay someone a million dollars to write you a good script. Oh, yeah. And they never do. And I get that people don't go to those movies for that reason. But, like, isn't it still worth the investment? You know, like, it's... You're going to make your money back anyway from the people who are going there going, uh, big things hit each other. You're going to make your money back from those guys. So pay a writer for the 7,500 of us, maybe, you know, 10,000 people who are like, I want a good plot-driven Godzilla movie. Yeah. You know, if it means bringing in Godzuki, that's fine. We hope it doesn't, but so be it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's it's to me, whenever I go to any movie, I want the writing to be. Because the, a good good writing can cover a lot of bad filmmaking. I'll give you I'll give you a great example. One of the movies I have the most problem with in the superhero pantheon is Venom. Because at the end it looks like they ran out of CGI budget to make the two symbiotes look different. And now we're just watching an amorphous blob roll around the screen. Right? At the very end of the movie, the big fight scene just looked like someone spilled some oil. <laughs> like and I can deal with that if the whole movie has been really well written and told a really great story maybe about how symbiotes are similar you know and every other symbiote in the movie hadn't looked so dramatically different from Venom right so but no you're going to put the black and the gray symbiote together and have them fight and have lens flare and stuff all over the place so if you if you if you build it up to the point where you can make it so it makes sense that they look the same, then I can get by. But no, instead they wrote sort of a vague movie that sort of vaguely alludes to all of the Venom stuff that we know. Sort of vague alliterations of something happening in New York. You know, like, not really telling much of a story beyond the real basic story. Now, now I got a problem. Um, the the other side to that is Thor Ragnarok. My problems with Thor Ragnarok have less to do with the writing and more to do with my own neurosis. Um, but that movie was really well written. And so I let a lot of stuff slide in the filmmaking of that movie. Even if I don't necessarily like the writing, it was still really well written. So... You know, you can get by making a worse movie if you write it really well. How much do you think it would have cost for them to uh, pay Aaron Sorkin to punch up the Godzilla Kong script? Million dollars. <laughs> you would love that, wouldn't you? I would love that. Yeah, sure. I mean, but then Godzilla would have to do three-page monologues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe four. Yeah. Maybe four, depending on the movie. I don't know. Uh, I understand what you're saying, and um, 
I don't think kaiju fans want to hear it or care. Because I know on this show, I don't remember who was on there with me that week, but I go, you know, the problem I have with this is that they say one's going to fall and one's not going to fall, and it's probably going to be something really stupid, like the humans make Mechagodzilla, and then they're going to have to uh, team up at the end. And, And I got laughed off this tiny little screen I'm on, going, no, that'll never happen. No spoilers, but anyway. So, eh, some people like transparency, I guess. <laughs> but I I would prefer to see a kaiju movie written by Aaron Sorkin. Like I said, I mean, I'm not, you don't have to write me Gone with the Wind. I'm not saying you got to do that. I'm not saying I want Rosebud at the end, like, like it's Citizen Kane or something, but tell a compelling story. And they just never do. And it's the point now where it's like, all right, I'm going to go see this stupid Godzilla movie. (laughs) If it wouldn't have been on HBO Max, I wouldn't have watched it. Uh, Same. But um, sort of shifting gears or or wrapping that whole saga up, uh, because we don't really need to talk about the movie anymore. Um, It made $48 in the box office over five days during, you know, we're still in the pandemic. Um, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's still kind of different everywhere as far as how many people got vaccinated, what's open, how much percent and all that. But uh, I'm glad that there's finally this sort of like upswing that gives a little bit of hope to the uh, the movie going industry. <laughs> so that's one positive that came out of it, I think. We rented theaters like uh, I, I didn't get to go. I had to work, but friend of mine and I rented a theater to go see it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can take a hundred of our closest friends. Um, that's how this movie made money, I think, was big viewing parties. And that's fine. I will take it. I will take me and a hundred of my friends going to see the movie forever. Like, because then after the movie, I can stand up and I can yell about what made me angry and my friend, and they're not going to look at me like I'm a crazy person at the movies, like normally happens, because these are all going to be people who know me. I like it. Like one of my favorite movie going experiences when we went to see Team America: World Police. Oh yeah, and um, it was just me and one friend in the whole theater. We didn't rent the theater; we were just the only people who showed up. And so we were yelling at the like it was the greatest experience because we're yelling at the screen, we're yelling at each other, you know. Like that was super fun. So I get behind that. Or like when we went to see Onward right at the beginning of the pandemic, me and my friend went to see that, and there was us and two other people in the theater, and they sat way on the other side, so we could basically have a real conversation about what's happening in the movie, and we're not disturbing anybody. That's cool. I could get behind that kind of return to movie going. We'll see. I think, I think that now this was like four or five years ago, but I, I think there was a couple of chains that experimented with that, almost like in pods or almost like a couch type settings, more for dates and stuff. But um, I wonder if that might kind of that idea might resurface a little bit because. Even once we finally get past the COVID-19, um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just, 
I, I would prefer just to have space from now on. <laughs> well, anyway. Phoenix Theaters. Okay. Not the city of Phoenix, Phoenix the brand. Yeah. Which is a real small theater company, have been doing that. They're the ones with the recliner seats and the tables, um, where it is a little more pod centric, uh, which is cool. And a lot of a lot of people I know like going to see those kinds of, you know, going there to see those movies. I personally prefer to stay you know with the big chains only because i like being able to get a marco's pizza or a pizza hut pizza like and walk into my movie theater um you know i like having brand name snack foods but like down there like you guys have alamo draft house yeah like that's a way to see a movie Like I loved that experience when I was in Texas, going to going to see, um, Al, you know, movies at Alamo Draft House. So, yeah, especially the ones that were themed. I know some people who just can't do it because they can't take the the sights and the smells and sounds of other people eating in a theater. But it's like that's kind of you can't really get away from that. I mean, I would rather smell someone's buffalo chicken wings and someone's like dill pickle in the bag for sure mm-hmm. we're talking about like smelling gourmet food versus stale theater popcorn and you know bag dill pickles but um yeah i can go you know the the thing is i guess i can go either way on that i want to support the industry but i when you're in your apartment or your house for the most part you are in control of your viewing experience and uh, yeah. while, you may, while you may not have the system that the movie theater does, uh, you know that there's not going to be any potential of people yelling or fighting or playing on their phones or any incidents happening or anything like that. So I, But again, I would not have seen uh, Godzilla vs. Kong if it had not been on HBO Max. So I'm glad that they're doing this with a few more movies uh, that I probably would also not see in theaters at least right now so uh i enjoy that's that's the thing though about and i'll say this this is the thing about watching movies at home if i don't like there he's back uh but if i don't like it i can turn it off right and i'm so tempted just to hit that all right i don't like this exit back to regular tv you know or here let me go over to this episode of the west wing or friends or something i've seen 900 times because I know it doesn't suck nearly as bad as this movie. <laughs> the benefit to going to the movies is that I'm at the movies and I'm either walking out of the movie theater, you know, and being like, all right, I'm 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 out. I'm not doing this. Or I'm sticking through a movie that I might not otherwise watch all the way because I've paid the money, you know. Yeah. So that 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 lets me, you know, in in some time, and there have been instances where staying around to the end of the movie has given me a movie I liked, as opposed to a movie I didn't. Um, Cinderella Man's a great example of that. I didn't like that movie for the longest time. Then you get to the end, and I really liked it. The Russell Crowe movie. Yeah, I can't really think of an instance where, like, an Act 3 has saved a movie for me, so... I don't know. Well, it's not even that. It's the... 
you know, the end is they in the end they chose to give a really good representation of what actually happened with his life. Yeah. Like so the the first two acts of the movie was just pretty predictable. And then the third act is where his life real in, in real life, the third act of his life was unpredictable. Yeah. So you know, that kind of thing, like, okay. Uh, but that's a good example. Like, also, the last act had less Renee, Renee Zellweger. So, you know, that always helps. <laughs> um, well, so just to wrap all that up, you know, oh, yeah, wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't on HBO Max. Glad it was, but also glad it made box office money. Um, $48 million in five days, uh, a very distant... Number two was the new horror film starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which I didn't even hear about, Unholy. That only got 3.2. And then Bob Odenkirk's movie Nobody had a stellar opening last week um, for a smaller movie. It made $8 million and was number one. This week it was number three with $3 million. And uh, so maybe with this, you know, Godzilla Kong uh, being in theaters and doing well, uh, hopefully that shows, you know, Theater goers on the upswing. I, I, uh, of these next five movies, which one do you think could beat, you know, 48 million in five days? We have, uh, and I'll give you the dates too, because obviously the further out we get, probably the more people start to get comfortable going to the movies. So we got, uh, these are just five that I picked out that are, are bigger productions, but Mortal Kombat, April 23rd, Quiet Place 2, May 28th, Cruella, May 28th. And then on July 2nd, Peter Rabbit 2, obviously a family-driven film, and uh, Top Gun Maverick. Think any of those can set the new pandemic record over Godzilla versus Kong? No. I mean, I think pro- Top Gun Maverick probably is your best bet. Mortal Kombat's probably your second best bet. A Quiet Place 2 would come in third. Cruella is the bottom, and whatever I didn't name would be in front of that. Uh, <laughs> Peter Rabbit 2. Peter Rabbit. Um, and the thing is, and this is what I don't know, are they going to count the Disney Plus numbers on I Cruella? Don't, I don't think so, because they didn't count, like, they didn't count HBO Max watches for Godzilla but versus Kong so Disney Plus is they're putting it behind that additional paywall so right. you've actually got to buy it separate from your Disney Plus subscription so I mean maybe they'll count them as a non-traditional revenue they, they well they didn't I, I can tell you that they did not count it for Raya and the Last Dragon okay if they didn't count it for Raya they won't count it for this so I would say yeah Cruella comes in last Okay. Um, Peter okay. Rabbit being a sequel will get the Peter Rat the people who went to see the first one like they have that and, and like my cousins like they went and saw Peter Rabbit. Yeah. You know, so they'll go see it again. They'll go see the second one. Um, there is no movie on that list that would get me even close <laughs> to bothering to watch any of them. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, I don't need to see Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero. Just don't. Oh, it's going to be on HBO Max? Don't care. You know what else is on HBO Max? Uh, the Misery Index. Um, you know, the show with the 
Impractical Jokers guy and the girl from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll watch that as opposed to that movie. There is nothing there that has me even remotely interested in seeing a film. Point taken. I just, you know, I just throwing that out there uh, as something to talk about as far as people slowly Although, going back to movies. Have they announced the soundtrack for Top Gun 2? Because the soundtrack could change my views on Top Gun 2. Because if it's anything like the original Top Gun soundtrack, it's going to be fire. Oh, I hope it is, but no, I don't think the main official announcements. The the thing I felt, no, I shouldn't feel bad about this because it's been a weird year, right? But I, I was like thinking like, wait a minute, didn't Top Gun 2 already come out at some point? Because it, it's like, I feel like I've been waiting that for that movie for three years. When I And maybe I have because it was supposed to be out last May. And I knew about two years before that. So I don't know. Like, But the, the interest of that has waned. I will tell you, I'm, I'm not doing this to be contrarian. But I'm going to put Peter Rabbit up pretty high on that list. Because you're looking at July 4th weekend with a name brand family movie. When when the previous family movie came out May twenty eighth with Cruella, so I'm thinking July fourth weekend is going to be a pretty big weekend for movie theaters. But you know, I don't think people are taking their kids to see Top Gun Maverick, but who knows? So, uh, returning from the original soundtrack, yeah, they have the Top Gun anthem, Danger Zone, Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick. That isn't that can't be right. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, they've not announced a soundtrack to a movie whose soundtrack was like the best thing. Um Yeah, they've nothing. Uh but you can't you can bet that Danger Zone will be in this movie. Um, but yeah, they've not announced anything. And if you don't have a volleyball scene with playing with the boys, you might as well just not have a volleyball scene. I don't want to see 80-year-old Tom Cruise play volleyball with his shirt off. And I definitely <laughs> don't want to see whatever replacement they get for Anthony Edwards. You mean his son? Is that who's playing him? Well, I mean, Miles Teller is is his son in the movie, yeah. Right, but I'm saying they're going to have to replace... Because it isn't going to be Tim Robbins as Merlin, who is Maverick's co-pilot. And it definitely can't be Anthony Edwards. So who are you going to get to be Maverick's co-pilot? I would assume... Uh, I would assume Miles Teller's character will have taken on that role by the end. But remember, right, this but I'm saying, Maverick but, you like, gotta remember, but that, yeah. that scene was early in the movie. Like, that wasn't at the end of the movie. That scene was middle of the movie. So it's got to be before then. So who is, you see what I'm getting at here? They're yeah. going to have to put another old man with him. And then you want, him to, you want him to play volleyball. I would like to see, like, I think the scene should be two old men playing volleyball against Miles Teller and another young person, which would make sense. Like, that would be the scene you would write. But... Nothing about this movie interests me. Um, I was interested when they announced it. But, yeah, it's been a decade since they announced it, so. 
Have you seen I've the Transformers Top Gun crossover figure? You mean the Super Ostrich from Macross? No, I mean they made a Autobot named Maverick that's a fighter jet, and he comes with a volleyball accessory. Uh, and the sculpt is just a is just uh, the Super Ostrich from Macross. No, what is Super Ostrich? It it was originally uh, st- uh, uh, st- Star Street Starscream from Transformers. It's the exact same plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was so Macross was a Jack was, was an anime, and then when they made Transformers, they literally just stole basically the exact same mold. Okay. To make Starscream, and now it's like the exact same mold again to make the Transformers Top Gun crossover. I thought you were talking about that character Skylinks because he looks like a space ostrich. <laughs> no, it's called the Super Ostrich from Macross. Okay. Well, anyway, kudos to... I don't know if that figure ever needed to be made, but kudos for having a volleyball accessory, because that's hilarious. Yeah, I want it to be able... Like, what would be really cool is if it could shoot the volleyball, right? Like, you load it into where the guns is, and you're flying yeah. around. Boom. Spring, yeah. Spring loaded. Um, So you won't be... So, let alone going to the theater to see those, you probably will not be watching any of those five I named. But that doesn't mean there's not any movies you won't see coming out. I just wanted to reiterate that I chose those because these are the most probably popular films that are coming out between now and July 2nd. So we'll see. I'll, I'll keep tabs of it like I do, but uh, Top Gun and Peter Rabbit will probably have crowds because it's July 4th weekend. So let me, uh, I'm pulling up the calendar here. Um, Wrath of Man looks interesting in May. Um, the New Conjuring in June for me. In the Heights is what I'm excited for. The Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. Um, I want to say Black Widow, but I no longer care about Black Widow. I want to see Space Jam, but I no longer care about Space Jam. Um, I want to say Jungle Cruise, but all I hear is the Weird Al song. Um, <laughs> Skipper Dan. Yeah. Um, the next movie I'm excited for really doesn't come to August with Free Guy. Man, it's been a long time it's- since it's supposed to come out. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed yeah, to I understand, but I've been excited for that for a while because that's at least unique and different. Yeah. Um, and then you get to September, and it's Shang Chi, Venom, Many Saints of Newark, which is going to be on HBO Max, which I'm excited about. Um, Adam's Family in October, and then a movie I've been waiting a long time for: Last Night in Soho. Uh, which is a um, what's the remote for Edgar Wright horror flick? Oh wow, that comes out in October. Hmm? I said I'm definitely down for that. I I don't normally and, do horror, but if it's like by a director or writer I love, I'll check it out. Right, you know it's Edgar Wright, so you know it can't be too scary that there's going to be enough jokes in it. Like, 
Um, but then you get November is the month really that I will see a bunch of movies. Um, Eternals, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Belfast, King Richard is coming to HBO Max. Uh, and then uh, Mission Impossible 7, which I'll only see because if you've seen all the Mission Impossibles thus far, can you really stop now? No. I think it's like a requirement by law to see it. I think so. I, I definitely can't see someone wanting to see the seventh one without having seen the other six. So I guess it's sort of... Right. And if you've seen the other six, like you're required by some sort of law to yeah. watch the seventh one. Um, but then, like, I'm looking at the calendar for December, and December looks solid, too. West Side Story, Spider-Man, No Way Home, The Matrix 4, Sing 2, and Hotel Transylvania 4. Man, I cannot believe there's been three Hotel Transylvanias already. But it does well. I mean, they do well. That's why there's a fourth one coming out. Right. I mean, and then if you just decide you really want to roll over into next year. Because I thought this was happening. You get Morbius in January along with the Sesame Street film. Double feature right there. Two, yeah. My two favorite Draculas. Right? Two favorite, yeah, two favorite vampires right there. Um, and then you get the Uncharted movie in February and the Batman in March. Like, Oh, and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness in March. So oh, really starting November, you get, a, you get stacked up movies. You yeah. know, November, December, January, and March. And those are all movies that have been long jammed because of COVID. So it's like, we won't really be watching movies that we've only waited a year for, for probably another two years. <laughs> and then listen to this schedule for May of next year. You ready? Go for it. Thor, Love and Thunder, Friday, May 6th. Mar Friday, May 27th, John Wick 4 and Dungeons and Dragons. And then the, cr the, the topper on top is the middle week. Friday, May 20th, Legally Blonde 3. Can you guess which movie I'm least excited about from those four? Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, but here's the reason why. I want to end to that. Like, I, I need... I remember, I remember the cartoon from the 80s, right? With the action figures. And then I think everyone had Dungeons and Dragons sort of like... You know, they hit them over the head with Stranger Things. But, like, I want an end to that. Because, like, that World of Warcraft movie was supposed to do that for people, and it didn't. And apparently people that loved World of Warcraft really didn't like that movie. So I'm just wondering what angle they're going to take for Dungeons & Dragons to make that work. Like, is it a comedy? Is it straight-up serious? Like, what is it? <laughs> right, and they already made the best Dungeons & Dragons movies, which was Onward. Oh, yeah. Well, that movie is just great. But Right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's a pretty good month, too, in May. Oh, yeah. No, I the reason I named the five movies I did, and I didn't, like, try to think, oh, which, which, which of these five movies will Kyle hate the most? Like, it wasn't that. It was me just looking at a list between now and July, before Black Widow, and seeing what do I think the populace will, that are going to the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for me, between I, yeah, I will probably watch those who wish me dead, 
uh, which is an HBO Max movie. Um, Wrath of Man looks interesting, but it's a Guy Ritchie heist movie, so, you know, it's kind of a formula you've seen. Um, so I'll watch that, but it's Jason Statham, so you can't really go wrong there. Um, and then in June, it's In the Heights. Uh, Samaritan looks solid. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, yeah, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is a movie I will not be seeing, even though it has all the people I like in it. Um, just because that seems like a stretch. Um, but then, yeah, the other Edgar Wright, uh, The Sparks Brothers. Um, movie, which is a, you know, uh, a super artsy, you know, kind of Tim Burton-esque, uh, you know, feeling movie from Edgar Wright. So, I mean, that'll be one. Um and then we're to July, which is Top Gun, Peter Rabbit, Peter Rabbit. Um, and there is just no movie in July. Stillwater, maybe. If still, if it's a Stillwater, I'm thinking of Stillwater, maybe. At the end of July. Well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, the the five I named were just because I think. The masses, if they're comfortable, sure. going them, then we'll go. But uh, so I know what news to spare you from next. Uh, the new Black Widow trailer and the new Space Jam trailer. We don't need to talk about that because you're not going to see. So <laughs> I haven't seen those trailers. Uh, I did watch the new. What trailer just what other trailer just dropped? Um, hold on. Movie or TV show? TV show. Loki. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, I watched that one. I'm excited for that show. I'm 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 only an episode into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, also, um, and it's fine. It's kind of like what we've thought it was going to be talking about it like a month ago while WandaVision was wrapping up but uh, Loki intrigues me because you have all these crazy elements at play like time cops and whatnot and I just I don't know what stories those are from in the comics if any I just feel like they're really going to utilize Tom Hiddleston um, as the centerpiece as you would assume with a, with a show called Loki Uh and just surround him with an interesting uh, cast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for that one after seeing that trailer today. Yeah, I, I, that one is that one's got me interested. Um, although I'm scrolling through the headlines just right now, and I just I want to touch on a headline uh, real quick, and we can go back to Loki. But yeah. I think it plays into Loki. Catherine Hahn's most devious role was Step Brothers, not Wandavision. <laughs> yeah and i'm going yeah mm -hmm. 
yeah. But no, um, the thing of the thing that excites me about Loki, and I hate to say that anything in the Thor universe excites me, but the thing that excites me most about Loki is it's another opportunity for Disney to do what they didn't do with WandaVision. And just tell some off-the-wall crazy crap. Because with Loki, anything's possible, right? Yeah. Like, the, the they're leading to the vote Loki story. Like, the look and the theme is the story, the, the, the Loki book that came out a few years back, uh, Vote Loki, where, you know, he was like a politician, and it was weird. But the thing about Loki is, is that you can literally just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And you don't have to shoehorn it into anything because it's Loki. Like, oh, that thing we thought we were shoehorning it into? Nah, that was just a trick from Loki. You know, like, you can have those stories where it's Loki, where it's, you know, Loki versus the square-jawed suit. Oh, no, no, Loki just had you think that. You know... That kind of stuff. So it gives them an opportunity to really play with some off-the-wall insanity. Yeah, I mean, it just looks it looks crazy and fun, so I'm happy about that. Um, you know what we need to talk about, Mark? Comics? No. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the deal, dealers, uh, we got like 10 minutes, so... Yeah. Whatever you want to talk about. Let's go for it. Well, I mean, it's like, what are you most looking forward to from the greatest wrestling weekend of the year? So, you know, as I've told you before, I recently kind of got back into this. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I even so much that I signed up for the WWE Network, uh, rest in peace. If you don't know, that went off the air, off the air, I guess, last night. Um, yeah, and it's on it's on Peacock now, uh, but it isn't very good. Uh, I will say this: they need to reconfigure how it is on Peacock. But I've been told because I can I talked to someone at Peacock that they're working on it right now. You can't search. The thing I loved about WWE Network is you could search chronologically. Yeah, that's not a thing right now in Peacock, but they're working on it. Um, that and you know people had all these kind of memes about you know me going to the attitude era section on the peacock ww network app, and it's like the the final scene from fresh pence for will smith's in the in the house and he's all sad because it's all empty um but they also said that don't worry that's going to be you know coming back soon like people are scared that they're going to pull off every non-pc moment or you know every non-family moment off of that and i just don't think you possibly could anyway if, if you tried so I think no, most. I think most right now what they're, because the problem I, the, the, I think the problem Peacock has, is there's no like, hey, are you at least eighteen? Yeah. Part, you know, like so. Unfortunately, you know, you you don't want to have to explain to a kid. You know, a bra and panties match necessarily, or you don't want to have to explain to a small child, the Chris Benoit segment, you know, like. There are things that maybe should stay gone until WWE, until Peacock is ready for that. And I'm fine with that. And there are things like the Raw after Benoit happened that I think maybe should just stay gone. Yeah. 
because they've become this thing that people go to for some sort of schadenfreude and it's not good um the owen hart event go ahead and leave it all i i can never forget that i don't need to watch it again yeah So, so let's, I was let's gonna, break down uh, the matches. Okay, yeah. Go uh, well. I can tell you the the match I'm most excited for is uh, Bianca Belair and the Boss. So, I mean, that's yes. you know that that's and, and I, I will tell you also um, that I knew what the storyline was going to be the last two weeks. So, I mean, you can see it. Um, they were going to have to put some friction between them so they could face each other at WrestleMania and then have weird and awkward tag team matches. And you have like that, the, the Reggie guy involved or whatever. And it's, so it's been, it's been a little rough to watch and a little bit sloppy because I think that they deserve better storylines, <laughs> but I, I will say that I can't wait to see, that match now is that going to be a headliner on night one? I don't know. Uh, they don't have them broken down. I don't think this is the order in which they're airing. Um, okay. But uh, so uh, WWE Championship Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I like to see Drew McIntyre get a rub, but Bobby Lashley keeps the strap. Yeah. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Uh, I think Sasha keeps the strap, but that'll be a great match. They can I both mean, really something work. Something will have to happen in that, though, too. I don't know what, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I I think it probably winds up being a non-finish. You know, there's interference. It's a no. It's a no. No decision thing. Uh, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Uh, <laughs> I only just figured out who Bad Bunny was. Oh, all day. Bad Bunny takes it all day. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Um, why Cesaro is not carrying a strap ever is a beyond me um but i i couldn't care less about this match um i do not like seth rollins at all i do not like that weird uh, whatever they did to him about what the the was it like the whole messiah complex or whatever like a year year and a half ago i don't so i he could get spun around a thousand times and i i wouldn't care but i would hope cesaro would win (laughs) By the way, if you guys are interested in wrestlers' lives outside of wrestling, Cesaro for years had an amazing coffee blog. Uh, really? Coffee, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. He would go to coffee shops like in towns they were in and write about the coffee he got there. Uh, the Raw Tag Championship, the New Day, who have the straps, versus AJ Styles and the Omos. Now this has been a lot of build up. Have you ever seen have you ever seen the almost guy wrestle at all? Like has he ever wrestled? I don't understand this whole storyline for the last month. This will mark the entering debut of the Omos on the main roster. He's a giant. Um, I don't know anything else yeah, about. My I I like the new day. I've I I I've met Big E a couple of times. I've met Kofi a couple of times. I've met uh you know, all those guys a couple times. So I like them. Um, and then my, my friend versus Shane McMahon in the steel cage match. Um, I knew Braun Strowman before he was Braun Strowman when he was still just a power lifter. Um, so I'm pulling for him. Um, but yeah, that's, 
again, that's a match I have very limited interest in. Uh, then the meme championship of the world is uh, the first thing listed for night two, the Universal Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan, the man who wedges himself into every match. Um, have you seen the meme? It's Godzilla versus King Kong versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> no, but that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, Asuka versus Ray Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. I think uh, that stays with Asuka. Yeah. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus the Botchapotamus, Randy Orton. Who cares? Yep. Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. I like Apollo Crews, but Big E is the best. Oh, yeah. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, because they're going to milk this one until one of these guys retires. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Championship, Riddle versus Sheamus. Um, Riddle? No. I think Riddle, but yeah. And then the SmackDown Tag Championships, Dolph Ziggler and Rob, uh, Robbie Roode versus the Street Profits. Um, you know, Dolph Ziggler's brother's in AEW. I did not know. Who, I who? think Dolph should leave and go tag with his brother in AEW. So maybe that, maybe that says this is his out. I mean, is this, it, it, it wouldn't be He's the first. He's got a longer contract with WWE. Oh, okay. Well, so. But his brother's in a really terrible angle on AEW and could use some help. That's all I'm saying. Right. Now, does. With WrestleMania, I'm trying to think of the the right way to word this, but with WrestleMania, do all these storylines end here, like one way or another? Or a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. Like there will be, you know, it's one of those things that somebody will win a strap that maybe doesn't already have one. So now there's a feud going forward about I want my title back, you know. But then a lot of this will get put to rest, and then they'll come out to Monday Night on Raw. And just introduce a whole bunch of new terrible feuds. Yeah. Which, by the way, according to Jerry Lawler, I talked to Jerry Lawler for an hour and 15 minutes on Thursday. It was the greatest night of my life. Um, But Jerry says they're not allowed to call them feuds anymore. They have to call them rivalries. Really? Why? Because somebody says feuds is too uh, hot button of a word. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but I got to interview Jerry Lawler Thursday night, and it was absolutely amazing. He showed me his Batmobile. That's awesome. Yeah. You, his garage, you'll appreciate this, Mark. His garage, you go in, first thing you see, 10-foot Hulk statue. Wow. Like, not Hulk Hogan. The, the Hulk. The incredible one. And then next to that, Superman statue. And then it comes around, he's got this wall. Superman. Cleveland Sports, Coca-Cola, and at the top are all the different crowns. And then, like, he tur- he comes around a corner, and there's just, like, a white table. Like, you know, like a white convention-style table. And he's just got belts laying on it, championship belts from the 80s and 90s, and the belt his son won in WWF. Like, just on a table. Oh, my God. Like, just like it's at anything. How many times I, I got to ask this question? How many times did Andy Kaufman come up? Once. I only asked him once. Okay. Still, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I love I, that. So, 
I started off talking to him about baseball and softball uh-huh. and barbecue. And then we talked about Andy Kaufman in the movie. Then we talked about his wrestling career. <coughs> and then we talked about superheroes. Because he's a big Batman, Superman, Hulk, Spider-Man guy. Then we cl- talked about Cleveland sports. Because he grew up around Cleveland. Yeah. So. But then Tuesday night of last week, I got to talk to Tony Schiavone. Wow, okay. Which was also awesome. Because Tony and I could talk about talking for days on end. Like, it was wild. It's like me and Tony talking about broadcasting. You know, it's like, oh, all right, we're going to have this conversation now. Where I asked Tony Schiavone, uh, like, how to be a good broadcaster. Yeah. So, like, you know, and then it's, you watch Wednesday night's Dynamite, and it was a great Dynamite, great event, you know, for AEW. And you hope WrestleMania pays off. You know, you hope it's a good event, but there's just a lot of matches in there that I think are filler. Yeah, have they have they announced the type of match for all of those matchups yet? Because sometimes they wait till like the day before. The article I was looking at did not say. Because okay. I know, like I know, the whole thing with the Braun Strowman one is it's like hell in the cell because yeah, it's a steel cage. Oh, steel cage, yeah. So because mm-hmm. he running away from them or whatever. So I was just wondering if the uh, championship matches have been set. Who, what do you think happens in the uh, three-way for the championship? Everyone loses. <laughs> Does that mean Reigns retains? Or <laughs> no, I mean, literally the whole world loses because it exists. Oh, okay. So you uh, have zero interest in that one. I want... So because Christian is at AEW... And is about to challenge for the belt. You know, Christian had a great match last week with Frankie Kazarian. Um, you know, he's working his way up to challenging for the AEW title. Um, I would like to see Edge have a belt at WWE. And those two be the ones to be like, look, this we can't play in the same sandbox thing is bullshit. You know. Because every other promotion is cool with playing with WWE. Or not WWE, with AEW. You know, you have guys coming in from Japan. You have guys going to Japan. You have guys coming in from Lucha, from AAA. You got guys going to AAA. You got guys coming in from TNA or Impact, sorry. And, you know, tra- you know, everybody's kind of working together except for WWE. And Vince for so long has had a stranglehold on WWE. You know, you guys can't work the indies. You can't do this other thing unless you've got a special contract. Well, if any two people could get him to do it, it's Christian and Edge. And it, you know, and he could do it under the stipulation of, okay, it's only Edge and Christian. You know, you don't have to do it under the stipulation of everybody can do it now. You do it just those two guys. So I think there's a shot. I mean, they were, it was just earlier this year that they were hugging each other during the Royal Rumble, right? So, I mean, <laughs> if it's, if it's anything to be said for you, why like not? a one-event contract. Yeah. And then he signed up with AEW. And the thing is, is you've got a lot of guys going over to AEW that left WWE on good terms, like Big Show. You know? So... 
I could see it working under the right set of circumstances. Do I think it's likely? No. But you can always pray. Yeah. It, it'd be like a Marvel DC crossover at this point, but it happened before. Yeah. <laughs> it could have happening and not high, but we can always pray. So. so, So I know you seem to have interest in maybe half the matches, but what as a whole would you, as a fan, would you like, what do you hope to get out of WrestleMania this weekend? I always my my WrestleMania hope is always that it winds up being a better event than it looks like on paper. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is like WrestleMania three, you see Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. On paper, that doesn't look like a great match. It looks like oh, Andre's going to squash him. And then that's not how it goes because. You know, Andre recognized something in Hulk Hogan and WWE recognized something in Hulk. You know what I mean? They recognized something and they used that opportunity to change trajectory of the whole company. So that's what I always hope happens is that, you know, some of these guys that are a little younger, that maybe, you know, um, somebody like a Braun Strowman who has been misused, I think. Um Somebody like a Bray Wyatt who has been over for so long, but maybe isn't getting the same push he should have gotten had he not gotten hurt a few years ago. Um, somebody like a a Xavier Woods or a Big E. Um, guys who have just been putting in the work. Um, get a shot at something. You know, they get put over. Like, a couple of years back when, uh, oh, what's his name? He's at Impact now. Zack Ryder won Money in the Bank. That's an opportunity for a dude who has just put in the work for a long time to get something, to get a little, little taste. And then they did nothing with it. But my goal, my hope would be that Something something truly unexpected happens, and we get a chance to see the company change for the better. But other than that, I just want good storytelling. I just want good in-ring matches. I want good, you know, performances. I don't want people going out there and just, oh, he hit me with a chair. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you expect any, like, legends to come back? I mean, there's always, like, appearances and... Guest stars and stuff. Yeah, so. I, I, I don't see anything on the horizon like that. But those are always the fun moments. You know, a legend comes out and gives somebody, you know, Shawn Michaels comes out and super kicks somebody, you know, out of nowhere. Um, I would love to see, you know, um, and the problem is a lot of these guys aren't around anymore to do it. Yeah. Uh, somebody like a, uh, uh, one of the Twin Towers, you know, um, coming out and helping Braun Strowman. The Undertaker helping Braun Strowman. Somebody like that, just, you know, all right, I'm going to put this guy over from a, from a guest spot. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't see it happening. I just don't think it's in the cards. And WWE's got so much tunnel vision as it relates to the Thunderdome thing they're doing you know with their 
oh, we can control everything, including the crowd noise. So we can make everything just exactly how we want it. And if we do that, everyone will like us. But now, now this one's going to actually have a crowd, right? Tiny crowd. Not enough that you'd be able to hear it on camera. Okay. So it's still going to be piped in crowd noise that Vince can control. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing about uh, WrestleMania. You get those bumps from the crowd and, you know, it ignites. And it's just, it's crazy to watch those old ones, especially like, you mentioned WrestleMania three. I think I've read articles where that's one of the top three spots in in wrestling history. The the body yeah. slam. <laughs> what I you know what I would honestly love more than I think I even acknowledge until just now. I would love WrestleMania to go to Philadelphia, a city where they're not impressed by anything that they do in professional. <laughs> just put it all on the line. You know, uh, this isn't hardcore enough, city. Yeah. You know, like someplace like that where you're really going to be able to, from the crowd noise in the arena, gauge whether or not your event is working at all. They never will, because why would they? But that's what I would like. Well, I'll I'll still watch, and if I get bored, I'll just flip on Punky Brewster, right? Because I'll already be on Peacock, so there we go. Uh, any final notes? Uh, negative, Ghost Rider. All right. Well, we obviously didn't cover comics, but we covered wrestling, so I'll call that a win. Yeah, I, I, I cover comics six days a week. I know. Yeah. No. Uh, and uh, I've there's there's been so much stuff I have on the back burner. I can't add any more to the pile anyway. So. Yeah, we'll sit back. We talk we about comics that are coming out tomorrow. Um, Geiger from Image Comics is the one is I think the one to pick up. Okay. Also, Silver Coin from Image Comics. Um. Uh, Any Act Number Two from Bad Idea. Tankers Number One from Bad Idea. Nottingham Number Two. And Locust Number One from Scout Comics. Cool. All right. We'll take note of that. And uh, all right. So I guess we're going to do a a WrestleMania recap on Monday, regardless of who's here with us. (laughs) Well, uh, Jen will just sit there and twiddle her thumbs. (laughs) And Brainy will just sit there and twiddle his thumbs. And you and I will be like, did you see that? That was kind of (laughs) awful. Well, yeah, depending on how it goes, that segment may not be very long anyway. So, all right. Well, Kyle, thanks for uh, helping carry the show tonight. Uh, and thank you for watching Nerd News Out, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out their other shows on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD 21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just search Woodlands Online TV and add it to your streaming lineup. And you can listen to the podcast version of our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcast. See you next time on Nerd News.